We're here. We've got the time to do it in. Let's take full advantage of our opportunity this morning. Amen. Father, we're just thankful to be here. Father God, you've been blessing our lives, Father God, and just the atmosphere in this place. Father, I can tell people are responding to it, Lord. And God, you're, you're present, ever-present with us, Lord. Father, we just thank you, God, for, for your blessings, Father, in our life. Father, the way that you've been dealing with us and convicting us and, and showing us our our wrongs and our faults, Lord. And Father, just thank you, God, that we can that we can get things right in our life today, Lord. That we can repent of our, our sins, Lord, and we can make things right with you. Thank you, Father God, for shaping and molding us to be more like you. Father, we pray this morning for your anointing. We pray for your blessings here this morning, Father. We pray you touch the word, touch our pastor, Father God. And Father, we just, we're thankful to be here, Lord. Father, we're thankful to be able to praise you and to worship you, Father. We just pray, Lord, your hand be on this service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you this morning. Awesome atmosphere here this morning. Amen. Atmosphere of praise and fellowship. Let's continue in that. Just give God glory. Just enter into his presence with the praise and worship this morning. Join us in that. Sharon and Brother Tanner after the wasn't that a good lesson this morning? Amen. Good always. Amen. But I was sharing with him. I always wait. I've shared this before as well. I always wait till I get the message before I review the Sunday school lesson. Well, I got the message and then couldn't find my Sunday school book. Well, I get to church and I realize I left it here. I open it up and I tell Tanner, you're not going to believe what the message is this morning. Uh, in the same, along the same line, and I believe this is something that, that God's really dealing with the church of the day about. And first of all, we need to, as I said, we need to realize who God is and what great privileges we have in Him. Amen. We need to show Him how much we appreciate Him, Amen. love Him, Amen. trust Him. Uh, it, it's just, and I, again, I can, uh, by observation and the evidence before me, I see the the magnitude of the Holy Spirit, and I'll use the word growing here, yes. because if so, I mean, isn't it? Y'all see it with me, and that's, hey, that's, that, that's our sustaining force, sustaining power, that's the sustaining third person of the Trinity that's among the church today to help us, to keep us in proper order with God, amen? Amen. But so much of that responsibility in keeping us falls on ourselves. We can't just think he's going to do it all because biblically we're called to do a lot of things. Sadly, a lot of times people just don't really realize that. How much responsibility is on us if we want to maintain and enjoy a real relationship with God and a real contact with the Holy Spirit. It's not just because there's wishful thinking going on. It's not just because it's a bright idea somebody had. And it's not even really because of some emotions that we picked up on that gives us a little bit of sensations once in a while. Uh, there's a deepness in God that we are all invited into. It's right here in the Bible. We're invited into. You can go as deep in God as you want to go. Amen. Or you can stay as shallow as you want to be. Or if you so choose, you can choose none of Him at all. But I like to go deeper. Amen. Amen. I like to wait on out in that over my head water when it comes to spiritual things. And I believe that's where God is really calling every Christian to go. In the book of Romans this morning, if you'll turn there. As I said, the first thing, and I want to back up, it's in verse or chapter 15, I want to back up and 
as I've already mentioned, is how great it is to even be given the opportunity and the privilege to know God is actually in back in the uh, days of old, we, we had not such a privilege. God, the Word, the, the hope in Him was restricted simply to the Jews, the Israelites. Thank God, huh? Amen. He said, I think I will give to the Gentiles as well, which is us. Hey, praise God. Isn't that awesome? You glad you got salvation this morning? Amen. You glad you found Jesus? Amen. You glad you've been washed in the blood? Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit? Praise God. All right. We're going to start here with verse number 8 in chapter 15. This is Paul speaking. He said, Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers. There we are. Promises made unto the fathers. Then he says, And that the Gentiles, hey, glory, and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. You know we're called to do that? You ever think about glorifying God? For his mercy? We're operating under mercy. We're living under mercy. We've been granted the mercy of God. Well, sometimes that gets by us if we let it. We need to spend some real good quality time just thanking God for his mercy. That we have the availability to, through Jesus to become children of God. To have the awesome relationship with the creator of all things that looks down here on earth as he has throughout the ages and does now and look at little old me and little old you and say, I want my spirit to live in them. If they will receive me, I will be part of their life. Isn't that great? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. It is written, For this cause I will confess to thee among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name. And again he saith, Rejoice, you Gentiles, with his people. And again, verse 11 says, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and laud him, all you people. Hey, how about those <coughs> Rejoice. Praise. Those words are in the Bible for a reason. We've been rejoicing and praising this morning. Do you realize that? Amen. Amen. I just enjoy it. I enjoy the Lord. I enjoy the presence of the Lord, but I also enjoy your worship because it's powerful. It's not just powerful, powerful because you're making a noise. You can get noise anywhere. This worship is powerful because the Holy Spirit's in the middle, Amen. which makes all the difference. And when the Holy Spirit is in the middle, there's a power in the middle. Amen. That's what has kept the church, Christian church going from beginning up until now. The Holy Spirit. The power of the Spirit. And that's what we've been given through our relationship with Jesus Christ. We have been given also the power of the Spirit to live with us and amongst us. Amen. Isn't that great? Amen. Anybody enjoying that? You wake up say, good morning, Holy Spirit. You go to bed at night say, good night, Holy Spirit. But I know in between good night and good morning, you're going to be with me too. Amen. Hmm. Wow. How blessed we are. And again, verse 12 says, Isaiah saith, there shall be a root of Jesse. Guess who that is? 
And he that shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, in him shall the Gentiles trust. In him shall the Gentiles trust. You hadn't got anywhere until you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where it lays. That's where the bottom line is. That's not talking about particular verbiage out of your mouth that somebody told you to say something. That don't get you trust. What gets you trust is what you believe in your heart and you bring about to a firm knowledge and recognition and a concrete confidence that who you are talking about is who is living in your life and your trust is in Him, your confidence is in Him, everything you are about is in Him. Amen. Praise God. What a wonderful thing we've been given. Amen. Mm-mm. Now, verse 13. This is an actual prayer of Paul. Up to this point, he has cited prophetic utterances from the Old Testament. And now, here in this at least minor conclusion, he says this. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. The God of hope. He's not talking about the subject of hope. He's talking about the author of hope. The creator of hope. Who is God. God has given us hope. And when he gave us hope, he gave us something. You see, hope is what we cling to. Hope is mentioned many times over in the Word of God. The New Testament is full of hope. Christians have walked in hope, believed in hope, trusted in hope ever since there was a Christian church. That is what has sustained them. But it's the power of the Holy Spirit that is the the presence that even makes that possible. That we can have such a hope in God, such a trust, such a confidence that takes us again to deeper places with God helps us through the situations that we find ourselves in as we live this life but it also projects to another day that's coming a hope and a future occurrence that word right there there's much more contained in it than it readily meets the eye you have hope this morning I preached on hope numerous times we've taught on hope we've had subject lessons on hope But we need to realize what hope is and we need to know who it is that brings that hope, which is God, and who it is among the church. And in your life today, if you know Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit and the power of Him greatly increases and magnifies that hope. That's that's why you're able to keep going as a Christian. Who? Fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Hmm. Joy and peace. In hope, there's joy and peace. In believing. In believing. You got to believe first, folks. We got to believe first. We can't just think it. 
We can't just talk about it. See, when you believe something, biblically believe, you accept that as the fact of facts. That That's your abiding trust. Believing. Not just, again, saying it. Not just somebody's utterance, but believing it in your heart as is salvation. Romans 10, 9. What's it say? Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart the Lord Jesus Amen. and you shall be saved. Confessing with your heart means it's got to come out of this soul part of you. Mm -hmm. Just coming out of the mouth alone don't get you anywhere. Believing derives out of your heart and that's what takes you places in God because it is faith incorporated. Amen. Believing. You do not get the joy and the peace without believing. You might get some sound. You might even get some music. You might get a lot of things. But that's not what helps you believe. Faith is our source of belief, okay? And when we believe, scripturally here as, as the verse is saying, when we believe there's joy and peace in that belief. But how do we get the belief? How do we get the joy and peace? How about this Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit business? Where does that come from? Can't we just talk about it and that makes it right? Can't we just watch somebody else and say, well, now that makes me a part? No. And there's many people sitting in church pews today just because somebody has some kind of an essence about them, they relate that to the Holy Spirit when it's not the Holy Spirit at all. It's just emotions. But we can know what it's like. Amen. And that's, that's brought about by searching. Have you ever found that the things of God are really not that e that easy per se? No. Have you found that there's some things involved like work or searching or seeking or longing or hungering? Amen. It's not just some spontaneous thing that occurs and all of a sudden you you got it and you're good to go. We're going to see this. And the scripture tells us a lot. The, the joy and peace it's talking about is God joy and God peace. It's something that's able to carry us even through hard, troublesome times and circumstances and consequences and pains and labors even. This is a kind of joy and peace that, that, is, that is supported by God himself, okay? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, Thinking back, there's been numerous teachings and numerous messages on the need of the Holy Spirit alone. And also coming with that, he's more and more tempted to be washed out of the church because he's seen as unnecessary. All we need is a show. All we need is some entertainment. And we can create that ourselves. That's the attitude. might create some excitement. Might fool a lot of people. But there's a course of action that's necessary to arrive at what I just read, okay? The joy and the peace and the power of the Holy Spirit is brought about by something that, again, is something that's more and more neglected, it's more and more ignored, it's even almost been vacated. take you across the way here just a little bit I don't know if it's on the same page in your Bible but it's uh, chapter 14 verse 17 it says for the kingdom of God 
is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now that's more speaking of there was kind of some disagreement going on as to what could be eaten and what couldn't be eaten and all that, but I'm not taking that out of context, but it struck me also in another way this morning as I was studying this. It's not about food and partying. It's not about just some type of entertainment that stirs people up. Do you agree with me that entertainment can stir people up? Yeah. Absolutely it can. But when it's the, the sureness of the Holy Spirit presence and the Holy Spirit power that brings this joy and this peace to those who believe first in God, then in Christ Jesus. Now when In the third chapter of Matthew, when, when uh, uh, John the Baptist was baptizing, they came to him and of course there was always argument and he said, I'm baptizing people into repentance. It's still real. You said that this morning. Repentance is still real. He said, I baptize people to repentance, but there's coming one after me whose shoes I'm not even worthy to carry or loose that's going to baptize them with the Holy Ghost and fire. Amen. What he said. Did you know when John said that? There had not been a Holy Ghost come yet. But he knew it. See, he was, he was the forerunner of Christ. That's what the Bible says. The forerunner of Christ. Begin to preach repentance, confession of sins. Paul, over in the 19th chapter of Acts, was wandering around in Ephesus, and he came upon a group of disciples. I think there was 12 or so of them. And he said, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you were believed? And they said, we ain't never heard about no Holy Ghost. Yeah. Come on. And he said, well, let me tell you. <laughs> he said, well, how did you believe? And they said, we believe from John's repentance. And he said, but also, you have to believe on that one that came after John. <coughs> who sent the one that I'm talking about ultimately later. Now, repentance is the huge factor. We are not self-sanctified, folks. Even though many believe that. That we can sanctify ourselves. The... bath of self-opinion does not sanctify you. Or the tub of some stage person's philosophy doesn't sanctify you either. There's only one thing can sanctify you. Amen. That's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now, here we go. So, what, where's the, where's the uh, connection here? We're talking joy, peace, believing, we're talking about the repentance. We're talking about Jesus, John the Baptist. Where's the connection with this joy and peace through believing? Back up just a little bit. Chapter 13, verse 14.
says, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Well, what's that got to do with where we were at? Everything. It's not a secret. I guess it could be characterized as a secret to some simply because they never bring themselves to trying to find out what the true path to God and more of God and deeper relationship with God is. But this morning I'm telling you the path to deeper relationship with God and that is to do something about the lust of the Spirit that is the absolute barrier to this peace and joy and Holy Spirit presence stuff that I'm talking about this morning. The lust of the flesh is the enemy. It was in the lesson this morning. That's what I was sharing with Brother Tanner in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Walk in the Spirit, don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Verse 25 says, If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. What's that talking about? What's walking in the Spirit? Living in it. Every step in it. It's not talking about once in a while. It's not talking about simply when you choose to. It's talking about all the time. Walk in the Spirit. Live, operate in the Spirit. Everything you do, you do in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit becomes your total, complete, constant company. With that comes the joy and the peace through believing that we started with. Isn't that awesome? I wouldn't trade the joy and the peace that I get through the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit for anything you could pile up in front of me. Amen. There's a lot of people that can't say that because they don't know that because they don't have that. And their life is turmoil. Their life is problems. Their life is everything other than what it's meant to be. But God has given us the awesome ability and opportunity through doing something fulfilling our responsibility on our end of this thing by cleaning ourselves up that we can have that closer relationship. And I know there's argument to this. They'll say, uh uh, grace covered everything. Just believe that's all you got to do. Grace is wonderful. Salvation comes by grace. I will not argue that point at all. It absolutely does. If you're saved by the blood of Jesus, thank God. But the Bible is very clear too many times talking about sanctification and cleansing oneself and and the, the necessity to draw nearer to God. This, this is a encouragement instead of criticism. I want you to get that this morning. It's an encouragement. And I've, I've had people ask, what do I need to do to receive this? Or what do I need to do for this or for that? And there's really one simple response. Do what you got to do to draw closer to God. Too many have gone into the slap me on the head theory. If the preacher will just slap me on the head, then I don't have to go through this, this other stuff. And I can get what I need just by being touched. And I'm not saying that can't happen. But God requires things of us. If you love God, then there should be a desire to want to be near Him. And to be near Him, it's called about cleaning yourself or, or being sanctified and not letting the fleshly lust hinder or, or restrict or prevent. And that's the case so much of the time. I want the Holy Ghost, but I still got all this going on with me. So why can't I get the, the Holy Ghost? Because His first name is Holy. 
I guess, as far as I'm concerned, my greatest desire is a body of believers supercharged <laughs> in belief and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The love for God. The understanding of the work of the cross. Amen. The knowledge of the power of the blood. See, when Paul was talking to those over in Acts 19, and, and this is a real short series of scriptures because going on after they said, we don't know there'll be a Holy Ghost, he said, and he prayed for them ultimately, and they received the Holy Spirit and said actually with speaking in tongues and prophesying. Pure evidence. Amen. And many look at that, okay, well that was a real quick deal, so I can, it can happen to me just real quick. Not many things with God happen real quick, okay? Yeah. yeah. Some do, but most don't. Mm -hmm. But he prayed for him. But let's look into that just a little bit. If you know anything about Paul, he didn't just say, uh, claim it and take it and blab it and grab it and you're good to go. Mm -hmm. While you're at it, throw a few hundred bucks in the offered plate and I'll, you will get a blessing. He didn't say that. <clears throat> That's free, by the way. <laughs> God's blessings do not cost you But he, as he was there ministering to them, I mean, I can see this. This took a while. Because he readily brought up who? Jesus. And started right into the middle. See, Jesus has always got to be glorified. Amen. Not me, not anybody else, nobody on television, nobody. Jesus must be glorified. Paul glorified Christ. See, I can see him. There, there was church going on here when this happened. Yeah. It wasn't just, oh, you didn't have the Holy Ghost? Wake up, smack, grab, you got it now. <laughs> or you got something like it, maybe. It was ministering. Ministering to this group. First thing he asked them, I can ask you this morning. You received the Holy Spirit since you believed? Amen. What's your response be? I don't think it can be. I've never heard of the Holy Spirit if you've been here very long. <laughs> but they had never heard of him. But they found out who he was. Amen. You see, it's through, it's through ministry. It's through discussion. It's through bringing about the glory of Christ. It's through praising God. There was a lot going on here most evidently than what the scriptures tell us because again the scriptures can't possibly contain every little action that took place. These are basically summarizations. It's what you read in the Bible. If they wrote everything down, my goodness, we'd never get through it all. But imagine the presence as Paul who was, had received the Holy Spirit and he's now ministering to these who had not Spending his time and his energy and his anointing to share with them and all hearing just a little bit, they all receive the Holy Spirit. Now, back to the preventers. And I believe this, this subject deserves a lot of attention and, and a lot of uh, promoting in this day. I've said too many times, and I'm, I'm a victim of it myself, that we ourselves are our own worst enemies when it comes to receiving from God. And 
sadly, the religious realm or arena is becoming more infiltrated with some kind of a, a error that you don't have to do anything special to be near God. Just come on in and join the club and all of a sudden you are one. I'm re reading my Bible right. That's not what it says. Now, you can be saved in just a minute or so if you're sincere. But when it comes to really having a life of joy and peace through belief, get that, through belief, well, how am I supposed to address that one alone? Through belief, get on your knees and pray. You need joy and peace in your life, get on your knees and pray. Through belief. Believe you're going to get it because God said in His Word, now don't go form some conceived idea that there's this, this weird concoction that you're going to get. Let God do His thing. Let Him bring it in His way and ask Him to do specifically that. God, the peace and the joy because there's so much more contained in this than what the two words actually say. It is a life. It is a continuous peace and joy of the Lord inspired and powered of the Holy Spirit brought about by nobody, the grand author of it all, God Almighty through His Son Jesus Christ Amen. and there's no other way you're going to get it other than walking through the path of holiness. Amen. Amen. You're not going to go around it by doing everything in the world you want to do, by committing sins openly and habitually and expect that you're going to get all these things from God because it will not happen. You might get something false. I'm not going to argue that point. You might get something that makes you think you got something. But you see, this privilege, this gift, this awesome God-granted thing that we've been given here is deserving of us bringing ourselves into line and in order with the Word of God and the way we are to live by the Word of God, okay? I know, again, that's not popular. This day we're living in, it's not popular because the flesh is always warring. Probably somebody right here, maybe more somebody's right here, have got your own opinion about something that you've already justified yourself in doing and you practice it habitually every day, day in and day out, all the time not realizing that you're hindering yourself from a wonderful relationship with God at least as much as it could be because you're allowing your own self-opinion and your own self-justification to keep doing what you're doing and then you're asking the silly question, well, I want to get closer to God. I want to get closer to God. Well, quit doing what you're doing. Give it to Him. Well, I said all that. I guess because somebody here needs it. Maybe it was me. I don't know. <laughs> I have discovered, and I, I don't leave myself out of these messages. I, I search myself. I'm telling you. Nobody's perfect. That was said this morning. Nobody's perfect. And God knows that. But we can get closer to Him. We can enjoy this very thing that Scripture has talked about. It's evident that we're living in a world of total chaos. <coughs> you know people that's in total chaos right now. 
You know some people right now that don't know what peace means in their life at this moment. Probably all of us do. Now, once you compare with what's available. And, and I, I believe, I think there's a lot of Christians that don't even get this. Because they won't give up what they're doing to get what God says we can have. And it's a discipline thing. You hear me say that word all the time? It's a discipline thing. Sometimes it's a fight. Sometimes there's obstacles in the road. Sometimes you got to scratch, fight, and claw to get where you want to be with God because there's things that are going to try to hinder you. And a lot of the time, it's the lust of the very flesh that you're living in that you're dealing with. You've got to train that thing. You've got to tell it what you want it to do, not what it wants you to do. I've said that before. But this is the way we near God. Holiness brings about God. Peter said in his writings, he said, God is holy, so be ye holy. He didn't just put that there just to look good or to fill a spot in the Bible. Holy. Separated. Now that's kind of an easy explanation. Okay, so we're separated. No, it means separated. It means separated from worldly things. It means separated from worldly living. It means separated from sinful lifestyles. It means a constant progress. A desire to start with. We can't arrive. We can't arrive. I'm going to take it to Romans 12. Should sound very familiar. Amen. I've got to tell you what I, I mentioned to some already. What I'm sensing is some people that's listening to the word and you're making adjustments. I'm just going to tell you that. It, it's evident. I'm not going to say everybody. But when you see the move of God in people's lives and you see them intentionally wanting to near Him and changing and, and altering their life situations and, and discontinuing things, and, and I'm not naming names or even know anything, but I'm telling you, it's just spiritually evident that that's taking place, okay? So we're nearing the Lord. Now look what very familiar scriptures here in Romans 12 verse 1 says I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God there's that mercies again that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service you could say that which is just pure common sense rationale is what it means Present your body, yourself, your being, your totality as a what? A sacrifice. Who are you sacrificing? Who are we sacrificing to in this scripture? What's it say? Unto God. When we give God everything, I'm going to tell you, God gives back. Amen. He gives us that greater relationship with Him. 
And some people will say, all you got to have is one relationship and it's done. That ain't been my experience. When I search for God and seek Him and whittle out the things, I'm, not, I'm saying that, folks, this is, a lot, this is a process. I'm not snapping my fingers and all of a sudden I got it. I didn't have to get it that way either. But through persistence, through continual Bible reading and study, through prayer, through, through a lot of things, it began to become more evident in my own life that there is a nearer, nearer to God that one can arrive at. And it is a constant thing. But it goes right back to desire and how bad we want it. But what makes the difference in the power of the Holy Spirit being in the presence in your life and in the presence of the church you might be attending, which is this one, it makes all the difference. Because when we give up the lust of the flesh and the things that hinder and prevent and keep from us the wonderful things God has so brought about for us to have, then it stalls out and it, it, it influences it all and it, it prevents. When we've got such a wonderful means to deepen, to grow, Don't raise your hand. Anybody struggling with any of this? Anybody struggle with lust of the flesh? Is there something you're waiting on when you get out of here that you got to have? Something going on. You're practicing right now in your life. You know it's not right. You know it's wrong. But you keep doing it anyway. And you find yourself, well, why can't I get closer to God? Why, why can't I get this? Why can't I have Think about it. I know it's just individual you and individual me, but individual you and individual me makes a whole lot of difference in the totality of us all. And the more people that get a hold of this and understand it, let me, God help me start whittling these things out of my life. God, let, the, let me get control of these lusts instead of them having control of me. Because when you get these things removed, get it full of more God and keep progressing and keep moving. got the option to cut it off. I'm going to leave you with something here. And you may be wondering about this. And, well, really, does it work that way? Or... Try giving something up for God. Just try it. Maybe something you really like or that really feels good or makes you feel good. Mm. Oh, boy, that one's done. See what that'll get you.
Is that not what we're supposed to do? Amen. Is that not first order? Prayer? Prayer. Amen. Prayer. Ooh, I'm glad these are still here. A lot of tears have been shed on these altars. Mm -hmm. yeah. A lot of knees have been bent on this carpet in front of us. Because if you approach them in the right manner, believing that the one you are coming before, you're not just coming before a, a, a chunk of wood. You're coming before the God of the universe and everything else that exists. Amen. And he's a life changer. Amen. Amen. He's a destination changer. Amen. Amen. But as he has given us the ability since he created mankind to make our own decisions. Mm -hmm. Again, we decide probably thousands of times every day to do something. But the greatest things we can ever decide is to do for God, to please God, and that involves so much of the time of removing something out of our life to please Him. Then He, in essence, in a way, rewards us. About you this morning. I'm going to leave you with that. I'm going to give an invitation as well. Remember that word joy I said earlier in the Scripture? You will find... As you do this, as you give to God, and you just, hey, just go ahead and toss him that junk. He don't mind. If you need a place, just toss it to Jesus. Get the junk out. Just toss it. Here you go, Lord. I'm giving this to you because I want to be near you. Try that. Heavenly Father, we come this morning and we give you all the glory, all the thanks, all the praise. Thank you that you even saw fit in the first place to even recognize us as anything. Because we had no hope. As Gentiles, we had not a route. We had not a path. The doors were slammed. They were locked, closed, barred of having any relationship with you whatsoever. But God, you loved us and you saw us and you gave us the opportunity to be your children through the blessed giving of your son, Jesus. Let us be more aware, more appreciative, more knowledgeable of this great gift you have given us, Lord, and help us, God, to come before you pleading, God, and thanking you for your mercy to remove the things from our lives, Lord, that are so hindering and so much of obstacles. Help us, Lord. Give the power the ability, God, to release these things to you that, God, we can draw near you, Lord, and enjoy this peace and joy and gladness that you've so freely given unto us. Pray for everyone in this church today, those that aren't here as well. I pray, God, let this minister to hearts. Let it minister to souls. I pray, God, let it do some changing. Let this word penetrate, Lord. Help us all receive it. 
to further remove out of our lives the things that do nothing but cause us problems in our approach to you. Lord, help us, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Anybody here need prayer this morning? Hallelujah. I do. Talk and pray for me. Somebody told me this morning, said, I pray for you every day. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. I appreciate it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I pray for y'all too every day. Let's pray for each other every day. Amen. Let me tell you something. Prayers become more effective the closer you get to God. Amen. Amen. There's only one way to do that. Please Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Thank you. Prayer over there. Anybody else? Thank you. Heather. Heather? Okay. Hold them up. Keep them up. All right. God, God. Thank you, Lord, for these. We just come, God. I pray for them. I pray for the needs they have, Lord. I pray. God, if there's something going on in these people's lives, Lord, if they really need uprooted. And sometimes I know it is a struggle. Sometimes it gets really, really hard. But I pray, God, Holy Spirit, power to them to get it plucked up and get it out, Lord, that they can give you, oh God, Father, what you so deserve and that they can have the joy and peace and the Holy Spirit, God, in Jesus' name. Bless them all and help them in their situations, God. Bless these that need your healing. I pray for them, God. I pray, Father God, for energy and strength to these that need wellness. I pray, God, Father, this morning for all of them. You be glorified and praised in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory be. Glory be.